everyone. This is Kate Kendall, Jennifer Kendall's daughter. I am 14 years old, and I would just like to say hello from the car. Say hello. Hello. Although this is my first episode, I have a few questions for you. Okay, I'm ready. All right. So my first question is, how do you have honest intimacy with God? Pause it. Okay, so you asked, how do I have honest intimacy with God? I think what I'm learning is that intimacy comes from being fully known. And I really think that to be fully loved... We have to be fully known. And when I started getting to a place where, one, I believed what God said over me. I believed his identity over me. It helped me realize that I am fully known, which means I could experience being fully loved. And then I realized that because I know that I'm fully known and fully loved and being known then it just created this intimate place where I could be completely honest even with all the ugly things the things that maybe other people think I shouldn't say or feel like or whatever I realized that it's a safe place to be with God and I think that intimacy has a lot to do with safety and being known and being accepted exactly however you show up well, that is very good, Jennifer. <laughs> How long did it take you to get to that place? And what are some steps you can you can take to get to that place? Wow, I think it took me a lifetime. My lifetime, I'm 43. It took me until 42, maybe, to get to that place of intimacy with him. I think that I've always been so relational. I mean, we're, we're all made for communication or community and relationship and conversation to be fully known with each other, but I've always craved that. But the, I think the thing that hindered me experiencing it with the Lord is that I really craved it with other people when all along he was just there offering saying, I know you fully and I love you deeply and I accept you and you're chosen and you don't have to do anything to earn my approval. But it took me a lifetime to get there. And as far as the steps on getting there, my first suggestion would be to dig into the study of your identity in Christ, which is what I help my clients do. So if you want to talk about coaching one-on-one with me, then we can do that. But for today's purposes, digging into your identity and what God says about you, who he says that you are, and really questioning him on that, whether or not you believe those things, and just really digging in and starting to believe those things and asking him to help you believe those things. And the other thing, the other step I think I would probably do at the same time while I'm digging into the identity is to really start being very raw and vulnerable and completely honest about everything that surfaces in you. I think sometimes that we ignore 
things that maybe we, we shouldn't think or we shouldn't feel. We have this idea of how we should be, and so we push away what really is, and we try to talk ourselves into becoming what we should be instead of really taking a moment to invite God into the places that we really are. But when we start doing that, when we start being really honest with Him about all of those things, I believe that the intimacy goes deeper because we really do feel safe and accepted and chosen and known. And then what happened for me, and I think will happen for other people, is that the need for everyone else's approval and the need to be in deep communication with others, it's still important, but it's not... It's not something that keeps you frustrated when it doesn't happen because you already have it with the Lord. And since He really is enough and He's sufficient and He is all that we need, He meets that that craving in us. And so then it just helps our relationships with other people because we're not putting these expectations on others to meet that need for us. I hope that makes sense. Oh, so you're, you're coaching. Okay, so that's what you're doing when we can't find you. Very nice. Um, so, tell me about that. Okay, I'm going to tell you about that, and then we're going to swap roles, and I'm going to ask you a few questions. Does that work for you? Yes, ma'am, it does. So, apparently, I've raised this very theatrical child, if you didn't pick up on that yet. As she started out this episode with saying that we're in the car, every time we pass a Walmart truck, she punches me. Every time. Or Swift. Or Swift. Is, does that get on any other mom's nerves? In my defense, I did have three older brothers that would all hit me when they saw a truck. So I just picked up on that. Her favorite movie when she was four years old was Hulk. She would have her little pink ballerina tutu outfit on and she would squat down and punch the ground with her two fists. And she would say, Hulk smash! <laughs> no Disney princess movies at our house. Okay, so for the coaching. The coaching is just where I do a one-on-one Zoom call. We don't have to do it Zoom. We can do it over the phone. But we just get together and we talk. We discover. We talk, yes. But we discover where you are right now and where you would like to be. And we take you through this this process of discovering your beliefs about God, your beliefs about yourself, your beliefs about what you think community should look like and we travel through this awareness of how you really feel about those things breaking down how you were taught to feel about them and how you really feel about them and we we kind of just navigate whether or not you're living true to your authentic self are you living outwardly one way with your mouth with all the shoulds that have been put on you from life or are you living true to what is really inside of you like the the true you that God created of course you are a little um I can't think of the word but we're, we're a little off on the way God created us because of all the experiences that life offers us but are you resonating with the spirit that lives inside of you or are you just so focused on trying to please everyone else that you can't get a grasp on just accepting who God made you to be and living from that place. So we just kind of walk through this journey together of getting you from struggling to a place of peace and joy and freedom in Christ. 
Do you have any more questions about the coaching thing, or can we swap roles here? Ask away. Okay, the first thing that comes to my mind is when we were on our walk the other day, and we were talking about identity and being enough. Like, if we think that we are enough. Because sometimes people, they don't like that phrase, I'm enough, because they say that it makes us think that we're all sufficient in ourselves. But when you think you're enough, that's not what you think. You think that you're enough to approach God just as, just as you are because you know he's going to love you and accept you just how you are. So with all of that said, you said to me on that walk, you said, Mama, just because you struggled with your identity in Christ doesn't mean I struggle with mine because you taught me. I don't know if you used the word better or I don't know what word you used. But basically, however I taught you, you didn't struggle with your identity. So can you just tell us a little about, I don't know, like, why are you so secure in who you are? <laughs> yeah, so I think one of the reasons that I am secure in who God says I am is because I have always heard you are you know, you've always spoke affirmations over me, like, not, you know, you are enough, you are almighty, it's like, you know, you can come as you are, because God, you are created in God's image, and, like, and God says, come as you are, and, you know, leave all of your troubles at his feet, because, there's not a right or wrong way to do things. There's God's truth, and then there is the world's truth. And he, he, he doesn't expect us to be perfect. He wants us to come as we are. And another thing would be because, you know, social media can be so, like, bad and have a lot of, you know, wrong to it. But it can also, it can also be a... Like, there's this one creator, her name is Spencer Barbosa, and she is so encouraging to everybody because she wants you to know how, you know, how special you are. But there's there's all of these things that, that are being told to us young people, and I guess I've just kind of learned to, you know, block out the bad and, and hear the good. So how do you think you are able to block out the bad and just take the good? Do you think that is every kid can do that? Or, like, how did you get to a place where you were able to block out the bad and just take the good? Does that come from a foundation? Or, I guess, what I'm saying is, if someone's listening to this and they... I don't know, say it's an adult and they don't have any kind of foundation of truth at all... How do they really block out what is bad and only take the good? Does that does that make sense? I think a lot of it is probably a foundation thing because for one one thing is is that when we would watch movies together like it would be we would talk about it afterward and we would we would think through everything like say let's say Lion King, right? There's Scar which represents the evil and and kind of satan and the bad and then there's mufasa which represents like you know jesus and i'm not saying that that is what the you know creator of lion king was trying to do but just 
I've always seen the good and bad through that because we've always talked about the movie afterward and oh what what did you like about that movie you know what what how can we take that and turn it into something that we can use in life so that's a foundation thing but there's also I think that this might not be a worldwide phrase but it is in my brain of you know either laugh or cry about it you know I'm not I try to when things happen it's like you have to you have to take the good because I you know if not you're just going to be sad all the time and I don't want to be sad all the time so let's take the good out of it and continue living life and and try to overcome that that's a really good point you just made about you don't want to cry over it so in my coaching I help clients don't just look over what is painful and what is bad and what hurts like yes we don't want to sit in the grief of hard things and we do want to see the good in it but how do you as a 14 year old how do you balance holding all of that together do you just you and I haven't talked about this so I'm interested to hear what you say but how do you take the good out of a bad situation and not focus on the bad, but make sure you are acknowledging the bad so God can heal that place in you. Yeah, so I think one of the things would be that I have a good group of friends that are always willing to talk to me about things, and that is not there for everybody. Not everybody has a good group of friends, and that is not a thing that is really around anymore. It's really hard to find a good group of friends. And... But I've always had, even if I haven't had a good group of friends, honestly, even my dog, like, I don't need any feedback. Just let me talk about it, getting it open, out in the open. And then, you know, because doesn't the Bible say something about, like, you know, if you bring it out to the light, he can heal it. And it can't be healed in the dark. Last night, I made a reel with our dog, Mia. The one that says, she thinks I'm her emotional support dog, but I don't even know what she's saying. Did you see that, Kate? I haven't seen that yet, but I have seen them with other dogs, like, on my Instagram. My whole Instagram feed is, like, golden doodles. (laughs) Okay, Kate, let's wrap it up. I want you to, well, one, I hope that you're going to join me again on my podcast as the months go by. Maybe we can do something fun together on this podcast about the honest ugly maybe we can find out some honest ugly stuff about teenagers for us moms that need some help on how to navigate keeping their hearts while also clipping their wings and letting them fly on their own so to wrap it up thanksgiving is next week kate can you tell me three things that you love about thanksgiving and maybe if you you don't have to, but if there's something that you don't really like about family holidays, how you navigate being grateful with a good attitude, even with those things that you don't like. We should definitely do something else on here because it's pretty fun. Um, I think the holidays, let's see. I've always liked family holidays because I've always not minded them. And we have a big family. I have always liked family, uh, family holidays because I have always been the only girl, but 
I've always had this one cousin that would always hang out with me, and then now he's older, so now he doesn't. But then, now there's little kids. Who are you talking about? Gabe. Oh. <laughs> now there's little kids. <laughs> Emma and all of them, you know, they all they all love me, so that's you? pretty fun. <laughs> and then the food is always a plus side, especially if it's sweet potato casserole with marshmallows on it. Okay, well, my three things that I like about Thanksgiving. Well, actually, before I give you my three, you only gave us two, so give us one more. And we are having a Friendsgiving this year. We had one last year, too. And that's always fun because I love to host and have people over. So that's my third one. Okay, so three things I like about Thanksgiving. I haven't always honestly liked holidays. So, I like the challenge to find the good. I like that because, one, I like a challenge, and two, I like digging out the good. The Bible says, um, what does the Bible say? It says, a wise man stores, nope, a wise man draws out the good that's stored up in people. So, I like that challenge. And I really like my family, extended family gathering. I like seeing my cousin's kids, and I like the the chaos around the island where my grandmother doesn't want people grabbing turkey off of the dish before it's time to eat, but we do anyway. And I think I just like looking around at the family gathering and seeing the generations and just how my childhood seems so different than my kids and the, my kids' childhood. And then, what, t 10 years later, my cousin's kids' childhood even seems so much different than my kids' childhood. And, and just a way of grace being made more in the midst of family gatherings. I don't know if that makes sense. Kate, does that make sense? Yeah, so I just like watching the generations of people gathering together. So, glad you guys tagged along today. I have, oh, we're at 18 minutes. Not too shabby. Okay, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Is that a thing? Yeah. Can I say that? Catch yeah. you on the flip side. And this is Kate Kendall signing out. I hope you have a fantastical day or night.